Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast with more celebrities in the inauguration, the podcast that loves you. I am your hostess, your groove mistress, your spiritual advisor, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jennifer or JP or J Mod. It's all good with me. I'm just happy to be here and happy to have this podcast with so many wonderful guests and so many wonderful listeners, some of whom have been guests and some of whom are going to be guests. Uh, soon. And also, I want to thank everyone who's been following and subscribing. If you're listening live tonight, and this is October 14th, 2019, if you're listening live or anytime you listen on Blog Talk Radio, if you see that uh, it's a pink, like a hot pink azalea uh, rectangle. Inside it says follow in white letters. Please click on that and follow or follow on whatever podcast platform you enjoy listening to or subscribing to and follow us. That way we know when you follow us and when you uh, download episodes, which are still free, uh, we know what kind of guests you like. And we know that I'm bringing you people that you enjoy. Uh, a lot of people have left comments and reviews on Apple iTunes and on Stitcher. Uh, and some of the things I like are when when you listeners say that I bring you some people that you like already, that you're fans of, that you enjoy, and that I introduce you to new people whom you haven't heard of yet and that you like that too. And that's that's wonderful. That's why I do this. It's, it's fun. And uh, I like to think of myself as a connector, just connecting you to people you like and people you don't even know you like yet. Uh, Tomorrow night we're going to have Diana, uh, excuse me, Diana, Diana Bellarose. She's a women's rights activist, author, and composer. Um, the next week, Mary Jane Caps, and she's a fiction writer, and her work tends to be more in the uh, magical realism, uh, urban fantasy stories about mermaids and so forth. She's magnificent. She's going to be here. Also coming back for the third time. Dr. Drayvon James. She's been here twice. We love her, and she will be back again um, on October 28th. Dr. Drayvon James to uh, talk to us about, well, I'll tell you what, you know, she always has something good. I'm going to surprise you with that. But also, um, if you listened a couple of weeks ago, Rachel Ann Cox, uh, who was here to talk about her new novel, A Light from the Ashes. It's a dystopian novel, and it launched today, and if you go to her Instagram or any of her social media, she's doing a giveaway of a $50 Amazon card and I think two $10 Amazon gift cards with a special price for her book. So go to Rachel Ann Cox on Instagram, and she'll tell you all about how to enter to win prizes. Um, I can't win because I'm her publicist, but uh, you can, so go check that out. Now, tonight, I am so happy to have a guest, a filmmaker, 
And this is a subject that is, is very important to me. It's the type of subject we put up, hit on a few times here on Madame Perry Salon. I absolutely um, adore the clients of Steve Allen Media, and everyone they send me is just magnificent and has a lot for us to learn. Tonight, we have, I'm going to talk to you about a film. A film debuts this weekend. It's called Immortal Hero. It's going to premiere, um, it's going to premiere two nights from now at the San Diego International Film Festival on the 16th, as well as screening in 10 other major cities, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Atlanta, where I am, Tampa, Phoenix, Honolulu, Portland, and Seattle, and San Francisco on the 18th and the 25th. And uh, I'm going to, it's, um, it's about something, uh, Japan's fastest growing and most influential spiritual movement. It's called Happy Science, and the film Immortal Hero is based on the near-death epiphany that inspired Ryuho Okawa to create Happy Science, which, as I said, is Japan's budding spiritual movement of 12 million plus global followers. So I'm going to bring the Happy Science Media Division producer, and Vice President of Happy Science Productions, Yoichi Utebi. Welcome to Madam Perry's Salon. Hello. Thank you so much for having me today on your show. It's a great pleasure oh. for me. I'm delighted to have you here. Mm-hmm. And would you just one more time say your name so that people can hear how it's supposed All to right. sound? All right. Um, it's Yoichi. 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 Yo Ichi, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. They call me Yo Ichi. Yeah. Yo Ichi, okay, all right, Yo Ichi. And you can just call me JP, okay? Okay. <laughs> Yo Ichi. Uh, thank you, thank you so much. You've got a lot going on. This is a uh, this is quite a big premiere of Immortal yes. Hero. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm actually, uh, I just moved, uh, arrived in San Diego right now. I'm in hotel room from San Diego, getting ready for the the world premiere of this movie two nights from here, uh, from now, on San Diego. So it's, I'm very excited for that. That's right. 48 hours from now at yes. the San Diego Film Festival. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. The, the tickets are all are sold out. Its capacity is full, so we, we are ready to go now. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yes, and you're I'm be- so happy. I'm happy, too. And it's not even <laughs> Thank you. Before that gives me a lot of relief. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen I've seen a preview, but I'm still going to see it uh, on the big screen at my theater. Yes, please, please. Bring it to Atlanta. Um, so, first thing I think we should do is get a little bit of background to people on Happy Science. Um, you are the Happy Science Media Division producer and the vice mm-hmm. president, Happy Science Productions. So, um you know, I can say Happy Science's mission is dedicated to bringing greater happiness to humankind by uniting religions and cultures to live in harmony. But you, you, can you tell us, give a better explanation of Happy Science? So uh, Happy Science was um, founded by uh, Riho Okawa, 1986. Actually, uh, he is the character's uh, 
um, who he is in, in this movie, actually. But uh, he, he established this um, happy science uh, about 30 uh, plus years ago. And basically, uh, what we try to do is we try to science happiness. So there, there should be a rule or, or the rational ways to find how to become happy. And so try to find a scientific way of, uh, not scientific, it's a science of your mind, you know, science, scientific way of how your mind works for you to become happier in your life. So that's like a really, really basic uh, idea why it's called happy science. It's a science of happiness. So um, what, what Master uh, Ryuho Okawa does, he guides us through to find the balance between the inner happiness that you have inside of yourself and also the happiness of outer happiness that you experience every day outside of yourself and around yourself. So there should be two happinesses, that is, inside yourself and the happiness that surrounds you, you and your family relationship, your work relationship, your friends relationship, how the works, world surround, surrounding you, environment makes you happy and how you can make other, others happy. But the ba very, very basic point is that you have to be happy first inside of yourself. Right? Inner happiness is the most important thing. So what we try to do is to find out how to balance out the happiness between your inside yourself and also outside yourself. And he kind of uh, guides us through uh, his teachings. I hear a little noise. Can you hear me? Hello? Uh, pardon me? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, there's a lot of noise on my phone, so. Okay, it seems to be gone now. Okay. I, I heard, but it seems to be okay now. All right. Okay. So that's what, uh, what happy science is. I mean, I can go on forever and ever about the more detail uh, about happy science, but uh, yeah. But this is what you've just described the major teachings of happy science to us, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So the, the the fundamental idea, in other words, yeah. So who is Master Okawa? Okay, so he is, he was born in 1956. Uh, he graduated from Tokyo University. He went to uh, uh, graduate uh, school, law school in New York. And he was a well-established businessman of the major company, a trading company in Japan. And he was to become one of the top leading businessmen for the company. But one day, um, 1981, 1981, he got a calling, a okay, revelation from heaven that he has a mission that he, he needs to um, bring more happiness to more people, you know, guide them through what, how to become more happier in your life. So he decided to take that path. So he decided to quit the company. He threw everything that he had, all the great establishment he had. He threw everything away, and he established Happy Science on his own. 19, that was 1986. Since then, uh, he's been 
doing a lot of lectures and seminars, um, writing a lot of books. So as of today, he has done more than uh, 3,000 lectures in this past 30 plus years. That's a lot of lectures, and he has published over 2,500 books. So that's huge amount of books that one person can publish. And it's been translated over the 31 languages, and there's a lot of uh, lectures also in English. He speaks very well in English, and he travels around the world to, even today. He was actually in uh, Toronto October 6th, which was just a week ago. So even after today, uh, he's still um, going around the world, um, you know, teaching the way to become happy for everybody. So that's what happy science is, and who Ryo Okawa is, and very nutshell. All right. Um, in the movie, mm-hmm. in the happy the immortal hero, uh, the movie based on true events in Master life, namely, especially his near-death experience and the will yes. that he exerted to thwart death. Um, I mean, th- this was, I mean, the doctors had told, you know, his his wife that, I'm sorry, this is it, and he just, just seemed to have the will to come through it. Could you tell us about that? Yes. So this movie is actually based on true story of what actually happened to uh, Riho Okawa in 2004, which is about 15 years ago, and he was age uh, 47. So in reality, he was already established happy science, and he was doing a lot of lectures, you know, in Japan. That's what happened. But in the story, the movie is a uh, personally fiction. So he is the president of a very successful publishing company. In one day. Uh, he has a heart attack, and he's brought into ICU. And this is all based on true stories. So what happened was that even though he was still walking and talking, and he wasn't feeling well, but he wasn't. He was still able to to talk and, and, and walk. Uh, the doctor told him that he he's medically dead. Uh, the reason, reason is because... Uh, his heart was not functioning at that point. Uh, the heart was swollen to the point where it wasn't pumping the blood into the vessel, so heart wasn't pumping, and also his lungs was uh, filled with water. So at that point, usually a human being should be a dead person, but he was still alive, talking. So doctors just couldn't understand you know, what, what's going on. This, this has to be some kind of miracle or something. But medically, really? he was dead. So doctor told him, of course, by the way, your condition, within this condition, you will not survive overnight. And that's what, you know, he, uh, he gathered all the families together, and the wife thought he was going to pass away overnight. And at night time and during the evening, um, in midnight time, he decided that he's not going to die because he knew he had more missions. He was already on the mission, but he knew he had to expand his mission to the world, so he knew he couldn't die. 
So he decided not to die with his power of will. Okay. So in the morning, everybody thought he was already a dead man. He was actually sitting on his ICU bed, saying, reading uh, other books and like, writing the notes down. And everybody around him got so surprised of what was happening with him. And he said to the doctor, you know, I'm not taking any surgeries. Just give me the minimum medis- medical treatment you need. But I'm going to shrink my heart on my own will. Because if the heart shrinks, it can start pumping. And they'll be able to throw the blood bro- uh, through. So he said, I'm going to shrink my heart. And I'm also going to drain all the water out of my lung on my, on, with my willpower. And that's what he did. So he was out of hospital in 10 days. <laughs> that is yes. Yeah. Actually, it was such a miraculous thing. Uh, there was a report, a medical report. I haven't actually read about it, but it seems like they changed the names, of course. But uh, there was a report on this medical incident that took place because it never happened in the past. And it probably will happen, will probably never happen in the future. But... Uh, that's because of his willpower. So that's a yeah. basic story behind the scene. Yeah. In in the film, so the character, though the character is based on on uh, Master Okawa. Uh, Master Okawa, we know, is visited by spiritual beings, mm-hmm. and real life, um, Master Okawa says he's visited by spiritual beings, uh, being daily uh, by several. Yes beings in the spirit world and has been for most of his life. So did that start when he was very young? And who are they? Okay. So he, um, the connection, uh, communication with spiritual beings, you know, from heavenly world, uh, he, he started in 1981. That's when I just kind of mentioned in early. He got, he, he got a calling. He, he felt somebody was in his room and talking to, you know, uh, communicating to, to him. So he, he took his pen and he he started like automatic writing. Uh, it says uh, good news, good news, good news. And from that point, he was able to communicate with um, very um, high-level spirits. You call them guiding guiding spirits and guiding spirits from heaven. And since then, he's been uh, communicating with them. So they guide him through and to to open this path that he he has today. Does he know who these beings are? Do they have names or do they identify them? Yes, yes. So he knows exactly who he's talking to. And he's been talking to over, he he does all the spiritual messages, it's called. And there's about, uh, I think, 500 books on spiritual messages. So he talks to quite a lot of uh, different uh, spirits from the other world. And he actually publishes in his his book as a spiritual uh messages. So he well, the exa- uh, for example, he's been taught he, he got spiritual messages from you know Buddha. Uh I don't know, you might be very surprised to hear. I hope somebody some might some people might be offended but Jesus Christ, uh Confucius, Socrates, Lincoln, Mother Teresa, Drucker 
Edgar Casey. Everybody knows about Edgar Casey, right? Edgar Casey and all others, uh, over 500 of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the no. reason why he does this is because he he wants to prove that there's there is a life after this. There's a spiritual world. After we die, we don't just disappear, but our life continues to live on. So what he's trying to do is all these great figures in the past is still living up in heaven. So by speaking with them and bringing them bringing down their thoughts, he's trying to prove that there is something out there, not just this world. So, you know, he's done over maybe 500, more, more than 500, um, and each book has its own characteristics. So, I mean, some people might say, oh, he's just faking it, you know, he's just writing as, as a spirit, but who can do that for more than 500 great figures? So he's trying to prove the point that there is a spiritual world out there through these spiritual messages. When, um, yeah, I, I <laughs> it's like, I, you know, I know what you're talking about, but the more I listen to you, the more I'm, I'm just astounded. I feel like I don't know where to go next, but right. I do want to <laughs> you understand where I'm at? Yeah, I'm just kind of like in awe, even though I've read this and I know this, but talking with you and, and thinking about it again and seeing mm-hmm. parts of the film, yes, I'm very much in awe, and I think this is wonderful that you, that this film has been made. Um, Master Okawa says he is the incarnation of Buddha. And oh, why, yes, he does, if, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he's been reincarnated at this time and in Japan? Is there a certain cultural... Uh, historical significance to this? Yeah, well, uh, about reincarnation of Buddha, this is something uh, either you can believe it or not, not believe it, right? So uh, to prove it is difficult. You can never prove it. But I guess what I can say is uh, there's uh, 2,500 books he's written. So by reading through his books, um you just have to like figure it out on your own if it's true or not. But like, I I personally think it is true because I read a lot of his books and everything kind of makes it makes sense. And I think the world um, needs to unite today. Um, not just I mean even in America it's it's called divided country. Uh, there's a lot of fighting going on between. Religions, which is very sad to see between Islamic uh, culture, uh, Christian culture, and things like that. And, you know, we believe uh, it all came from one source. This is like a very broad topic, but I think a lot of people in this world today also believe that, that there is no just one religion that is right. It's all, it's all right. Uh, uh, the, the only difference is that um, when Christian uh, came, Jesus came down to earth 2,000 years ago and in Middle East uh, because that's where Jesus, Jesus was needed. So the universal God probably sent Jesus to help the people in that area in that time. But when Muhammad came down and established Islamic um, religion, God also said, you know, Muhammad, you need to go down there and preach 
God's truth so he can help the people in that area. And Buddha came down in, in, uh, in India, and so things like that. So depending on the culture and time, of course what the people need is going to be different, right? It's all going to be different. So when it comes down to today, the modern time, of course the teachings is going to be a little bit different. And sometimes it might even contradict. And sometimes uh, one culture might not be able to accept the other culture. But if you look at it from the other side, it looks probably the same. So that's where we are today on Earth. So we believe um, we need to unite uh, all these differences together and also kind of bring the Eastern philosophy and Western philosophy together to make uh, one um, understanding uh, each other type of uh, idea. And that's why uh, Buddha is back on Earth again. So that's like the, the way of thinking that we do. Yeah, see, let me just stop mm. and say that if people are listening live tonight, and a lot of people, <laughs> as you already know, uh, Yoichi, is that a lot of people can listen to podcasts anytime, anywhere, you know, long after we've done mm-hmm. this recording. But for anyone listening tonight, if you have a comment or question, you know, please feel free to call in 646-716-9922 at 646-716. 716 It's a toll-free call in the continental U.S. And uh, you can also, uh, if you have a question, or if you want to just send me a message like some people do, that's just fine on Facebook. Um, you know, that's one thing in the film when, um, I'm glad you brought that up about the, uh, about, you know, Jesus, uh, Buddha, and, and, and I'm fairly new to reading Buddha, so I don't have a lot of reference there. But I know in the film, one of the beings tells tells uh master uh, well the character played master Makoto yeah oh yes Makoto you will preach to the world and eventually unify all religions and mm. in his speech then when it shows him he's in London he's giving a speech um you know they tell him nobody will come because there was a terrorist situation but of course it looks like the place was packed and as he's talking he says Religious conflict is the basis of terrorism. Don't use God as a tool of war. And I thought those two sentences right there, you know, the word powerful may be misused, but I thought that's very strong and very powerful. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. use a tool of war because that's done every day. Yes, it is. And it's so sad to see that. Um like I was born in Japan, and I was raised as a very, uh, very um, deep faith Christian family, even though it's kind of rare in Japan. And I was, uh, my father was a trading company businessman, so I lived in Lebanon, Beirut, from I was three years old to second grade. So that's when I experienced like the Middle East culture, the Muslim culture even though I was a Christian, and I was really, even though I was very young, uh, I still remember how how I, I was touched by those people. And I also lived in New York from uh, uh, middle, 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 uh, middle school to age of 20-something. So I was uh, exposed to the American culture, especially in New York, it's a melting pot. So I, I had so many different 
ethnic groups, culture, friends. So, you know, my entire life, I was always touched by different cultures and different ways of thinking of different kinds of people and different beliefs. So I already had this like very open-minded kind of uh, sense, which a lot of people today also do, like the, all the listeners of your uh, radio, I'm sure I have all the open-minded kind of understanding, but, you know, if anybody, everybody can just uh, grasp that understanding, I think uh, there's a lot of things that we can overcome. So it's kind of really sad to see, you know, mm. us fighting each other over something that we should not be or there's no reason to fight over. But it's that's what's happening in today's world. So, yeah. Yeah, very true. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I was also, um, I was raised Christian, Protestant, mm-hmm. and although a lot we were told, was, you know, treat everyone the way you want to be treated. And mm-hmm. yet there were a lot of other things where, you know, it was like those people and us people. And that's everywhere. I know that when I got married and my husband would work places all around the world and I get mm-hmm. to go with him. You know, it, it's like you, I, did, I didn't live in other parts of the world as you did. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, of course, my husband's the kind of person you could. They would send him anywhere: Japan, Vietnam, England, Germany, mm-hmm. parts of Africa for months at a time. And he's the kind of guy that would just go over there and make friends, and, and everybody mm-hmm. keeps up and sends back recipes for me. And he, you know, very he's very open-minded and open-hearted. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so when I travel, you know, I get to know different people from different areas, and yep. it's what. Somebody said um, what travel is is the greatest thing to uh, break down prejudice, you know, once you get to meet other people. Yeah, yeah. And I agree. But And I noticed, too, lately I watch, um, I've been watching a lot of uh, a series, British series, like uh, um, lately I watched Foil's War, where you see different people's attitude uh, during the World War II about um, uh, conscientious objectors or pacifists, or some people who just feel like there's just no way, no, or people who think everyone, everyone that was a, um, born in a certain country because we fought them is our enemy, you know, and, mm. and, uh, and certain things, you know, still happen today, and it's just, yep. uh, I, I'm, you, you can't, you can't do that, you can't lump people that way, and especially right. if, if, faith, if you're really believing it. So tell me then, how did happy science begin? How did it? How did it begin? How was it established? I mean, how was it established as a? Um, let me see what I'm trying to ask you. Yeah. Um, the the okay. No, no, no. Right, so right now, this film has been made. Let me. Uh, and why? How did you decide? Or how did the? Um, how did the Happy Science uh, and you decide to bring this film to America? And what is, what do you hope that the audience will will hear and see and learn? Mm-hmm. Okay, through this movie. Okay, so, uh, mm, well, um, I think um, the basic, basic message of this movie is to bring hope to to everyone 
who watches this movie. So I think you've already seen seen the the preview. So I, I think you understand. It's a Japanese inspirational frame uh, frame. So even though it says immortal hero, there's no action, there's no battle, there's no you know cities blowing up. It's kind of very subtle and kind of quiet. You know, two hours. But uh, at the end of the movie, I think or we hope that everyone who watches this will be able to relate to some part of this movie that would bring uh, like hope or the light into their hearts. So they'll feel better after you, you leave the theater. You feel better that something better is going to be happening tomorrow or from today. So that's the kind of energy we really, really want to bring this through this movie. And one of the main points is that uh, it's the power of your your will, the inside of you, that um, you can realize anything and everything that you really, really wish for. And even in this movie, you can even cure the illness. The doctor said, you already a dead man. So it's the power of will and the hope that we want to bring to all the people who watch this movie. Uh, because especially like the middle-aged man uh, who's, who can refer to uh, Makoto's, Niwai Makoto's life. Because when you're in the middle age, everybody um, has his, his wall, right? Uh, either with his, his family or his, his, uh, the work place that, uh, or some kind of mission that you, you, you tried to find but you couldn't find it. Or maybe right. it could be the loneliness that you have as as a businessman. So everybody, we all hit that age and feel that. So people in that age can relate to that. And also, uh, there's a lot of over uh, family uh, issues involved in this movie. So it's about the children relationship, husband and wife relationship. You might be able to to uh, relate to. And also, there's a big global theme as we were talking about overcoming differences and coming together as one. So there's different levels of, of messages that we want to uh, portray through this movie, and hopefully people will be able to relate to that and find something that is going to make you better for tomorrow. Is that a good way to put it? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I see that the tenets, you know, the, the main tenets of uh, happy science are love, wisdom, self-reflection, and progress. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, it is. I think you've just sort of described the self-reflection part, especially when people get to a certain point in life and you want to look at, um, uh, if it says, you know, to purify the mind, restore the true self by correcting negative thoughts and actions, and also things, where where did you want to be now, you know? What kind right. of life did you want? Mm-hmm. And um, progress, and it says to make concrete efforts to create a happy society while improving one's own character. So it's it's your it's it's yourself and your society around you because you know really you can't have one without the other. I mean you can try. Yes, but it has it to be related to uh, other people. If you are alone, if you are alone. On, in this entire world or entire earth, you wouldn't have any struggle. You wouldn't have any worries. 
because there's nothing to worry about because you are the only one. All these things happen, the conflicts happen because of lack of understanding of each other. Everything starts from there. So the human relationship is is everything, I think, in our life. I, I, I like the, the in, in the information I have about happy science with, with the tenet of love. It says, love without asking for anything in return. Love that gives is the foundation of happiness. And it's like they're saying, if, you know, if you're if you're doing it as part of a bargain or I'll give something if I get something back, it's, it's not the same. It says this is right. love asking for anything in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really, really the fundamental of everything. Uh, it starts with, with uh, um, the love not to expect from others because, uh, I don't know, we, we expect things from others, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's just how we are. So, like, we expect others to change for you. You know, if you feel something is not right, you want them to change. So you feel better, but it's opposite. It's, it's if you change yourself, uh, your surrounding is going to change uh, because we are all the reflection of each other. So if you want somebody else to change for you, they're going to want for you to change for them. But if you change yourself for them, then things will start to spin in a better ways. So just giving, uh, not taking, but just the giving is, is really, really the key. And if we can all do that, if we can just keep uh, caring for others and, and don't demand from others, but to, to, to give for others, if we all do that in this entire world, I think this entire uh, earth can become um, heaven. Not because there's no fighting anymore. So even with this very, very basic, basic teachings of of giving love, is still not. It's still very, very difficult. I think in today's world. It sounds like a good way to live, and very practical way to live, and a very enriching and satisfying way to live. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so um, love. Um, Wisdom, wisdom is about, I talked a little bit about the spiritual things, so I think it's very important to, to, to know more about the spiritual knowledge and wisdom and spiritual view of life, which uh, is needed in today's world. So love and, and wisdom or spiritual uh, wisdom, and also to really uh, self-reflect on yourself, and that would bring human to a next step. So that becomes a progress. So it goes like a cycle, you know. It's not just one thing, but it goes around and round and round in circle. Love, wisdom, self-reflection, progress. So those are the four main pillars of uh, happy science teachings. Yes. Sounds. It sounds just very balanced and very positive and very effective. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes. Well. How can people find out? Um, I guess, how can people find out more about Happy Science? Where would they go to learn more? Uh, there's a, a homepage, uh, happyscience.org.org. So if you, you go www.happyscience.org, uh, you can learn a lot about Happy Science. There is uh, over 100 locations around the world today. 
So there might be one near where you're living. I'm not sure, uh, but uh, you might be able to find Happy Science. There's, there's a lot of happy, Ariho Oka books in bookstores okay. today as well, so in online books uh, as well. And, of course, to, um, for everyone listening, uh, you know, of course, I want you to know that I will be sharing information, uh, the social media links, the website, happy-science.org, happy-science.org. I will be sharing social media and the website links for Happy Science on all of my social media. And you can always ask me if you don't get it or if you have another question. Or sometimes, you know, people are riding down the road listening and they can't write it down. Mm-hmm. So uh, always check any any of my social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Instagram for Madam Perry Salon or for me, Jennifer Perry. And I will definitely be sharing all the information and links so that you can find out more about Happy Science. You can find... Um, the books or maybe how to meet with people in your area to study more and learn about happy science and how to find the books. And also, um, but if you're listening this week, Immortal Hero is going to be yes. uh, tonight, but tonight, uh, uh, two nights from now, October 16th, San Diego Film Festival. It's going to be in several cities around America. I will also be posting that again on all of my mm-hmm. social media where you can see it. Hey, if you're in Atlanta, meet up with me Thursday night, and we'll all see it together. And um, I will have all that information to hand out. Uh, Yoichi, thank you, thank Mm -hmm. you, thank you so much for being so generous. Thank you so much. And I'd like to thank uh, Steve Allen Media as well for introducing uh, me onto this radio. I appreciate very much for everybody's support. Steve Allen Media, Angela, all my people there are absolutely wonderful. And yes, they are wonderful. I'm so, so glad. I'm so happy I had the privilege to meet them and working with them together. They're just so wonderful. Yes, Mara and Steve, Angela, Amanda, thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Listen, when I get an email or a phone call from Steve Allen Media, from Angela or anybody, I know it's going to be good. And, of course, you just... With me right again, and I thank you so very much. All um, right, all right, and you have a good mm-hmm. evening. And you okay. got a busy week up. Yes, I do, and thank you so much again. Well, thank you very much, and again, you find all the information. And for everybody else here, I'm going to be playing some music now by some of our guests uh, coming up, Amy Holland. So uh, stick around, and thank you once again, Yoichi Utebi. All the best success with Immortal Hero, the film, and Happy Science. I think you're wonderful. Okay, and for you too, all the happiness and great success for you. Thank you so oh. much. All right, come back.
luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.